Hey, everybody, and welcome to the first ever edition of the Chris Rose Rotation. It's all presented to you here on John Boy Media. And I got to tell you, I am thrilled to be back because it has sucked sitting on the bench the last few months. I am back doing what I love, my passion, baseball, bringing it to you a few times a week. And the thing that, I, in my opinion, kind of separates the, the Chris Rose rotation from other baseball podcasts out there. I've got this rotating group of active major leaguers. So one's going to join me each and every show, not as a guest. I'm not just going to chop it up with him for 10 or 15 minutes, which sounds great. He's going to be my co-host for the entire duration of the program. So we've got six great guys representing six different teams. Uh, we got some contenders, some teams that could surprise us, some favorites. You never know. So let's see who is batting leadoff here on the Chris Rose rotation here on John Boy Media. It is none other than the prize free agent acquisition by the New York Mets. He is the true setup man, the former Minnesota twin, Trevor May. I, I guess you're considered our opener, huh? Congratulations. I am. Let's not call it the opener. I like leading off. Uh, opening leading opening off. is not my favorite thing to do, but leading off, I was known for my speed when I was young. So not so really? much anymore, but it's I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay. This is going to be awesome. Uh, it's going to be totally different. Um, you know, there are a lot of people out there wondering, well, why in the world would an active major leaguer want to do something like this and, and spread the gospel of baseball? Shouldn't you just be focused on pitching and and your video games, and we'll talk about all that sort of stuff. But I am kind of curious. Why are you on board? Yeah, uh, well, I'm a big believer in uh, the the idea of, of access to players and creating media on your own. I think that it's really important to do. I think that if it's something that interests you as a player, there, you shouldn't be shouldn't be shy you shouldn't be uh you shouldn't shy away from doing these things you should you know be a yes man when it comes to getting these types of these types of opportunities so um i you know i'm i'm a podcaster myself i'd love to do i love to talk in front of a camera I, i'm streaming all the time too so it just made sense um and you know what chris rose man you're a huge player in the seat man you gotta you gotta take advantage of, of when you get invited by a hard hitter like you you gotta say yes to those things right so uh i'm just i'm excited to uh i'm excited to be able to actually have a place too where we can really chop it about up about baseball and you know get down to the to some maybe some stuff that people never didn't don't even know about and uh give them an interesting experience yeah, let's just put it this way, uh, Trevor. We don't have to exactly stay in our lane, which is kind of the fun exactly. part. Uh, we are going to have different segments throughout the show. Uh, a little bit later on, we'll be talking about, I got one called GameStop. This is not where you're going to cover how to, you know, short sell a stock short or, or yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. it's it's going to be something totally different with your, your gaming vibe, which is off the charts if people follow you on social media. Uh, later on, um, we've got the wheel of wow. semi-interesting things that we're going to spin as well. Yeah. We got props. But, <laughs> yeah, we we got props and all sorts of stuff. Um, we got a top three guest list. I mean, guests are going to be a huge part of this show uh, with other active major leaguers joining us. Not today because I want I don't want any of the shine coming off of Trevor May. But I hope you brought your guest list that we'll go over a little bit. I later, do. Right? I got some I got some interesting guys to throw out there. A bunch of options. Bunch okay, of good. Options, you like them. are any of them attain? Don't tell me yet. But are any of them attainable? Any of them attainable? I in terms of. Guys who are playing now, yeah, I, I have personal relationships with some of them. Some of them are, there's oh. a couple of guys that aren't even even in baseball, but they are big sports Ooh. fans. Uh, and there's some, there's some retired guys that I think that are freshly retired or retired recently that would be, I think, phenomenal on the show as okay. well. So I, got, I covered all the bases. 
All right. So we'll get to that in a little bit, but let's start off with, with getting personal is something I like to call. Right. Uh, you were one of the first free agents to sign in the off season. I think you ink your, your two-year deal with the Mets officially on December 1st. So in the year of COVID kind of paint the backdrop for us. How did this go? Was it weird? Why'd you sign so early? Yeah, it was weird. Uh, I think that no one anticipated anyone to sign for a long time, just because there were so many questions around, when the season would start uh, around financial woes from the last season um, from all kinds of uh, other variables. Right. And so we anticipated just like hanging out for a while, especially being a reliever. Um, it, every team was like, you know, relievers not really high on our priority list. Uh, you know, it was starting pitching and, you know, the normal stuff from every, every year. And it's my first time as a free agent. So I, I kind of just got to go with what people tell me. Um, but it, it happened so quickly, uh, especially with the Mets. They came in, we, we had tons and tons of conversations with with a bunch of different teams, just kind of, you know, throwing it out there, uh, seeing they wanted to know what I was looking for, what the types of things the type of guy I was. Um, and it was that we were there pretty much with every team that we had talked to. And there was there was a good number of them um, and for a long time. It just never progressed past anything. And then just one day, the day before Thanksgiving, uh, the Mets called and 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 basically just want to step up from from that. Like immediately they said, would you be around there? Like, wow, that's actually kind of getting closer to what we wanted to end up at. Um, so let's 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 push here and see what's up, uh, see if we can get like an actual offer. And they came back in 30 minutes with a real offer. So we didn't offer from a team before anyone else had even really moved out of the that uh, like the the preliminary asking. Uh, so like it was there was really like at that point, and a lot of people that don't know this in free agency, if you you, you really want to try to get a couple teams involved, right? You, you want you want you want teams to kind of not necessarily have a direct bidding war, but you don't want to, you want to give that. Yes, you do. You, you, yes, do. you do. You want a bidding war. You Just want to bid. It. You it's want fine. technically want a bidding war, but you're not like, Thank we you. want you to bid against them. Like they don't even know about <laughs> each other a lot of times. Right. You just know that there's someone and you want to create that situation. Like I said, someone came in so hot that like, we didn't even, we we're like, okay, well, who do we, who was the most interested out of the other, you know, other 12 or whatever. Uh, and it was hard. <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we had to go by like how excited they seemed when they called. <laughs> so we were just like, Hey, so was, you know, we have an offer out. Um, and there was, there was some West coast teams and, uh, and things. Um, and, and, you know, I'm from the West coast that, you know, being close to family is always a, a big thing for me and, uh, or a big perk. Um, and it, it just kind of came down. They're like, we don't really know where our budget's at. That's, that's everyone kind of just said, uh, yeah. Well, and uh, uh, I'm sorry, we can't tell you more than that. And we just, I was like, you know what? Uh, this team is new owner. You know, Jer Jeremy Hefner's there. Uh, um, uh, you know, just a lot That's of excitement. The coach, buzz. you, you were Hefner, with in yeah. Minnesota, by the way. Absolutely, yes. He was my bullpen coach in Minnesota, and okay. uh, we have a really good relationship. And he's helped me in my development a lot too. So continuing that was big for me, right? Being able to kind of just right. hit the ground running. Uh, but they just got there. They got there really quickly. Um, and as it kind of turned out, as the rest of free agency, you know, unfolded, it was really good, really good. It was a smart oh, move. Yes, it was. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so it was, I'm, I'm always curious, like, first of all, I need your wife's name. I apologize. Kate. We're just uh, Kate. Okay. So when you put the phone down, you're like, all right, I got it. And you're like, cause everybody knows what you made. I mean, it's all out there. You don't have to splash it all over the place. Two years, 15 plus. Um, <laughs> What does Kate say? Like, how do you, you're like, I got it. I got what I wanted. 
she was she was like let's do it and she i could see her eyes light up like new york experience i gotta have the adventure i can't wait to go to shows and i'm like okay all right all right hey well, i only get so many off days i'm a homebody what what have i done but fortunately i have a sister that lives in the city um and so she's got a she's got a friend uh from the very minute we got a lot of friends that live up in new york in just in new york state even too mm-hmm. so um a lot of opportunities there but she was just she got excited i got excited Good. We kind of just we kept gassing each other up like man we go do this we go do this and you know i like to do a lot of stuff off the field i want to i want to do some uh, some cool stuff which for charity and stuff and there's no better place than new york so right um passionate it's hell fan base i they're just they're they're just they just they just want it so bad right they're just so excited and they want it so bad um and it's one of those things that like if you if you do it for a fan base like that it it, it it's there forever Right. It's oh, yeah. you're part of that crew that that made it happen. Um, and the guys that won there in 86, they're they're all legends yep. in New York. Legends. They have been since. Um, and that's it, that's what it's all about. That's why we play. So there's a great opportunity right. to do it. And so I'm curious, what was your first discussion like with Steve Cohen, who's worth 15 billion dollars? Like 15 million is great, Trevor. Like I applaud you. I think yeah. that's awesome. He's got 15 billion. <laughs> dollars weird he's just a guy believe it or not <laughs> he called he called me uh right after we did our we did our uh our zoom call with the with the media and he called me literally right after uh and i i i just he's like hey i'm like hey thanks for believing in me and and, and going to get me i appreciate that he goes hey it's great to have you aboard um you know and and just the first of many uh, he goes first is what i anticipate to be many many great things to come i was like that's really exciting and that's pretty much it uh yeah. kept it short kept it sweet kept it simple um, but yeah, he's just a, he's just a, a guy that's, that's, that's done some pretty crazy things in his life. That's what I, the way I think about it. Um, but yeah, it was, there was a little bit of like, <laughs> you know, that's what you do with you. He's your boss's boss, right? You, you get, you want to make sure that you make a good impression right away. So there was a little bit of nerves there, but it, it, it was great. So you didn't ask him yet. If, can I borrow your jet to head back to Seattle? You have not no. asked that. That didn't, that didn't happen. Um, hmm. and we're not there yet. Uh, well, yeah, someday, maybe, maybe we can get, I can get some jet access maybe. Okay. Well, we'll try. So it's been a big off season for you because you are, are you part owner of the zappers? Part owner of the, uh, of the proud fan control football team. Unfortunately, we are owing to, um, going into the final weekend of the regular season, the three week regular season. Um, we were owned too. We lost in overtime, but yes, I'm a co-owner of the Zappers team with Bob Mennery, uh, uh, a gentleman named Ronnie 2K, who was a big, big content creator oh, yeah. on basketball, and uh, yeah. Dalvin Cook, which is the Minnesota connection. So wow. he just joined the team in the last couple of days. Um, I believe his cousin is one of the players too in the league. So uh, Marshawn Lynch is an owner and also has a cousin in the league. So there's some, there's some really, there's, it's been a wild ride. It's, it's a lot of fun. We're having, a, we're having a blast. Tell everybody who your quarterback is. Quarterback is Johnny Manziel, and uh, um, we have uh, our backup quarterback is is also becoming a little bit of a star too. So uh, uh, it, it's 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 crazy. Uh, we got we got we got guys who um, are like pocket quarterbacks. We got a bunch of guys who can scramble in the league. A bunch of guys to to choose from. So it's really cool watching. Uh, some of these guys create like their personas. Uh, uh, a guy named uh, Turpin is a wide receiver. And he's becoming like he's being known as like kind of the uh, the freak athlete 
in the league, right? He can like stand yeah. and backflip and he's like the fastest guy. And, uh, and, uh, it's cool how they're all getting like, they're separating themselves into like, like the defenses are all getting nicknames for each other. And it's, it's super cool. Yeah. That's, it's the, the fun thing about it. I've, I have watched a couple of games here and there fans get to call plays the whole bit, but man, the, if you guys ever win anything, could you imagine the party that Manziel is going to throw? Oh, I can't. I can't imagine. Well, you got to add in Bob too. Bob Menery's the right, that's owner. true. Bob. So that's Bob lights that's, it up pretty good. There's that's that's. <laughs> I I can't begin to conjecture what that would look like now. No, but there's still time. So let's get. Doesn't matter. Everyone makes the playoffs. So all we got to do is win those games. Just get hot at the right time, man. You get you hot at that. the right time. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. It's what I always say. So holy smokes, you've got all the cliches of it yep. for ownership down pat. Yep. Good work. Uh, now you just have to suppress player salaries, and you'll be right mm-hmm. on board. Okay. Yeah, we got to get some control time thing in there, somewhere we have control for 18 years um, before they go to free agency, you know, normal stuff. All right, so you get, you know, you spent the last six years in the Twins organization, right? You were originally drafted by the Phillies, got dealt over there. Um, so you're basically a lifelong Minnesota twin, if you will, at least as a big yes. leaguer. Yes. And now you walk into a brand new clubhouse. How does that go down? Because you're an established guy, but you're also, you know, you're a reliever. So I imagine and you're coming over from a different league. Not everybody knows what Trevor may looks like when he walks through the door. So was that a weird experience? Yeah, definitely weird. Especially when everyone's wearing masks, that doesn't help. Right. They're going by, right. they're going by like your, your stature, which I'm like the 15th sure. tallest person on the team with the biggest group of pitchers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, everyone, Dylan Batances, uh, Castro, uh, Sam McWilliams, uh, DeGrom, Peterson, they're all taller than me. Like everybody's bigger. I may may I weigh them, but they're they're taller. Um, yeah, it's it's but it's 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 interesting. It actually wasn't as big of a culture shock as I thought it would be initially. The only thing I was really worried about is just knowing where stuff was. But they got a brand new. Uh, this this place is brand new last year, so it's it's all very easy to find. It's beautiful. Everything's really nice and 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 uh, well done, and 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 like all the fields are laid out and. I'm, logical way like it, i got all that stuff in the first day so like any of that that anxiety kind of went away immediately but you know it's it's going to be you know picking guys brains like the strohs and the and the degroms and the guys who like are already part of that kind of leadership crew um and just just you know contributing as much as i can to 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 the culture of the clubhouse and stuff that's like my that's my goal that's my my focus just kind of you know I'm I'm more laid back in the cl- clubhouse for the most part, and just kind of letting things things really? go and participating and, and li- listening and watching, and that's kind of what I'm doing right now at the beginning. Okay, but I mean, how does it work? Like, do you walk up to somebody and you're like, "Hi, I'm Trevor May." Yep. What's up, man? I and I generally like to know their name first and who they are, uh, so that I can introduce myself. But yeah, it's been a lot of that. A lot of guys are like, uh, "Which one are you?" Like uh, the 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 travel guy today was like. I'm like it's Trevor. He's like, oh yeah, the mask. I, I can't. Everyone's so tall, and he's he's not a tall guy, so he's just looking up at everybody. So, uh, and I was like, yeah, we. I said hi to you yesterday and the day before that. Uh, and so yeah, it it you just got to go introduce yourself. But again, I've been traded. I had to do that in spring training. I actually went to my first big league spring training, also being brand new to the organization. So it was like a double, like also like oh everyone's in the big leagues, and oh I don't know anyone anyways. Like none of the young guys I know either. So. Uh, I, I've done it before and it all kind of flooded back to me. And yeah, it's just, everyone's there to get the job done. And you start talking about pitching too. And you start to kind of, kind of gravitate towards, towards uh, you become a towards pitching geek quickly. all of a sudden. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about right now. we got a lot of, 
a lot of guys learning new stuff about themselves. There's a little bit of a renaissance happening in the organization, as I understand it too, with analytics yeah. and all the information we have. So uh, a lot of guys kind of pursuing that stuff. It's something I have some experience in too. So I, that's a, I'm a, I feel like I'm an asset in that, in that way too. So I want to circle back real quick to something you said about, you know, if you win in New York, you can become a legend mm. in Minnesota. It's so different. It's one of my Minneapolis is one of my favorite cities in this country. The people are amazing Incredible. and you actually had a great run while you were up there but at the end of the day if you don't win the world series you can still walk into manny's steakhouse and they're not going to give you the stink eye and be like get the hell out you didn't yeah. win this year yeah they're gonna be like dude great try guys are awesome we love you in new york they're gonna start throwing their food at you if you don't win i mean if you go to manny's steakhouse they might not know who you are <laughs> if you don't win a world series <laughs> <laughs> frankly so uh and that's and and to be honest like there that that has its benefits and that has all the stuff but like at the same time you're like oh, i mean come on i've been here for i was the longest tenure twin last year i was the guy on the team the longest and and people didn't know that uh but i'm a reliever and it's it is a small market and it's completely different but i think though if you did i think that the thing that is the most similar between the two places if you win the world series there minnesota would treat you the same way that you would be treated in New York. There'd just be less mm. people, right? That know. But the people that like the way they feel about Kirby and the way they feel about, you know, uh um uh Jack Morris and you know all the guys who were on the 91 yeah, and 87 and teams there, Herbex, they're legends. They're legends yeah. in Minnesota. They're you see them all the time. We see Danny every day at the field and I've met Ken a hundred times and and like they're just people, baseball fans in that in that city, they're just they're idols. Yeah, but I get. I guess my point is this: pressure's on, bro. Pressure's like on. you're you're not the feel good feel good story here. Like you in New York, they will slam the door in your face if you don't get shit done right. Yeah, and you got to get the job done. I mean, that's how they live their lives, man. If you 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 need to get off on your exit, you force your way over there to get off your exit. Like no one's gonna let you get off the exit. You have to go where you want to go. Does that mean that your car might get dinged up? Probably, but you know you have like there's no like people aren't gonna let you do it, and so. Uh, you know, and, and of course, of course, there's going to be like, maybe if you were working on this instead of doing that podcast with Chris Rose, or maybe if you were, were right. doing your bullpens instead oh. of playing Minecraft, like I, I that's going to I'm going to get bombarded with that stuff. And and you know what? You just got to be as accountable as you possibly can. No one's going to talk to me. I mean, I might get talked to a little bit, but no one's going to talk to me unless I blow a game. And you just go up there and be like, yeah, man, I sucked. That was, was tough to watch, huh? And if soon like. Even the meanest of people are like, I don't know how to pile on to you right now. <laughs> it's 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 tough to pile on a guy when he's completely agreeing with you. Yeah. It's really, really hard. You're right. Uh, You're right. So it, you just got to be as accountable, even though it's going to hurt and it's going to happen. And I know it's going to happen unless I'm, I have the one of the best years ever. Right. Uh, which is possible, but it's probably going to happen if I if I was a betting man. Uh, and, so so and, here's the deal real quick. It, I, I want to mark the tape. That's that's a term in the biz. All right. If you shit the bed one day and we're scheduled to tape a podcast the next, you're not going to be like, dude, nope. I can't do it. Unless it is, unless there's something sp happen with that. Um, but if that's all that happens, I just have to deal with it. Absolutely not. But like, if, if there was, uh, you're a good man. There was, good can I just show you something? Yeah. You know, I'm Cleveland rep through and through, right? I yes. mean, of course. Yes, so, by the way, my oldest son, Josh, is thrilled that you have moved on because Great. he was like, we could never hit that mf -er. Ever. I, was I like, like pitching I know. Bench against Cleveland and I like pitching against Chicago. Those were my teams. Yeah, no shit. You see this though? Can you see that I over see my it. shoulder? I saw it. I, I very, very well placed. 
Subtle. I'm not pointing to my regional Emmy that I won in Cincinnati. That's not a real Emmy. That's a fake Emmy. It's a regional. Regional Cincinnati Emmy. I I I yeah. put that up there. That counts. That counts. It looks the same. Does it? I got to tell you. You know what? They um. Here's the funny thing. They broke, and I apologize for the audio only audience. They broke when we moved one of oh, the, the little wing. things off. So. I called them and I said, well, what happens? Our mover broke this. They said, well, you can either, you know, we'll send you a $250 check and you can get it fixed. So this was very early in my career. I think right after we got married, we pocketed the 250 Of course you did. <laughs> you know how many times I did that with cars? I'm like, yeah, someone, someone hit and ran me. They're like, all right, I'm like, here's $1,200. I'm like, all right, thank you. Don't fix it. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. All right. So it's good to get to know Trevor May, uh, one of the newest member of the New York Mets. We'll continue to dive into that side of things. But I want to kind of get into a grander scope of baseball and kind of get your initial reaction on a bunch of different things, a bunch of stuff that happened over the um, the offseason. So All we're right. going to kind of rank it on a scale of, of one to five. One is, and you've got these Nelson Cruz eyebrows working mm -hmm. for you. I yeah. Do. So one is, it didn't do anything for me. It didn't even raise an eyebrow. Five would be like pegging it, like, holy shit, I can't believe that happened, okay? So we're going to kind of have a little discussion back and forth. You got it? Okay. Yeah, got it. Yeah, the rules are pretty simple. I'm not that yeah, smart, easy. so I can't come up with Easy, easy. Yeah. All right, so let's start with, with the big news that happened recently. That's Fernando Tatis getting a 14-year, $340 million extension at the age of 22 from the San Diego Padres. And, you know, during his press conference, he was bombarded to, you know, questions about, uh, are you the next Patrick Mahomes or LeBron James? So here's what he said. I uh, just smile because I know the greatness of LeBron. Uh, I know the greatness of Mahomes and the, the big things that are winners. You know, there's a lot of things I'm, I still need to accomplish to be even close to those guys. But I feel like the main thing is going to be winning. And, uh, you know, I'm just I'm looking forward to that challenge. And uh, I'm looking forward to be, you know, stay next to them. It's not about this year and, you know, how they're mentioning. It's going to be how, how they show, especially LeBron. LeBron. Is they, they show it every year, and that's going to be the big thing for me, showing it every year. All right, scale of one to five, what do you got it? Uh, in terms of the, the deal happening, that's not remotely surprising to me. I mean, it was a, a lot of money, but after Mookie and after, you know, M Trout and Harper, it, like, it just makes sense, especially when a kid's 30, 22 years old. Um, mm -hmm. The timing was, was odd. Uh, hmm. it, it's just a, there's there's a... I know San Diego is not one of the teams, but just generally they're like, they're like, ah, I don't know if we can sign these guys. And then they're like, and mega deal. And there just keeps becoming these big mega deals that are happening <laughs> uh, uh, that seem to tie up funds for a long period of time. Um, but uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, Tatis. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I cannot wait to get the opportunity to battle against him because one of my, my favorite part about being a baseball player or pitcher is that it is one-on-one -on -one and I just get to do my best stuff against their best stuff. And, those are things that I remember. I remember specific bats, but, uh, um, and then his, his comments, I'll just kind of make it a two-parter, not surprising at all. Um, there's something that happened with him last year. And I, I've talked this a lot about a lot, a lot about this on stream about the three Oh swing up seven, you know, Texas wasn't happy about it. And he hit the grand slam or the three and homer or whatever it was, um, swinging three Oh, uh, and, uh, the thing that struck me not is that he swung three, like guys swing three. Oh, you know, you're the pitcher. You don't want to give up a homer, but you know, things happen. Um, but afterwards I, there was like something about um, a missed sign. They told him to take 
and he didn't and he hit a homer and you know it's one of those things where it all worked out right but at the end of the day i remember in his post game conference he's like yeah i sh if i get the take sign though i need to take even though i hit the home run and that's great i, sh I need to do the things that are long term better for in the gist of what he said and that struck me as like a very mature like team guy who knows the game of baseball and and knows that like uh uh that that situation was kind of the exception of the rule as opposed to the rule and it was it, so that him saying those things like i have to put in the work and i have to do these things even though you guys are saying i'm going to be the next goat of the sport i still have to do it and uh -huh. and that's on me and only i i have the control over that and so let's see he goes check in back in with what i heard there was check check back in with me in 10 years and uh and we'll see where we're at and that's that's an extremely mature way to handle it as well like he he has flair he, he plays the game and he has fun but he also i think he 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 he's taking the, the responsibility that's being put on him and like as good as you possibly can and that's really impressive to me so um i'm a fan of that guy but not surprised all right so a couple things i almost drove off the road when i was on the phone with my son going to pick up our other son at football practice when he told me the deal went through i was like holy shit but i sat down i thought about it i think the padres got over on one i really do because unless he breaks down and only plays 110 games a year, this is going to be fine financially. I always look yeah. at it this way. Does a deal like this prevent ownership from making other moves to continue to place a winner? And if the answer is no, then why should you give a shit how much money he gets? Yeah. It, just, it, it doesn't matter to me. The other aspect of this is if I'm Ronald Acuna, I am on the phone with my agent and saying, thank you, goodbye. I can't, I can't believe that that guy signed. I know it sounds ridiculous that we're saying, Chris, you're telling a guy whose representation got him a hundred million dollar deal to fire them. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was, he was 21 when he signed the deal. Yeah. Like, look, look at where we've gone in, in this short a span in less than two years, we have gone from Ronald Acuna, basically the same age, signing a deal for a little over a hundred million dollars. To Fernando Tatis signing one worth 340. Yeah. 340. That's yeah. where we are. The biggest things here, and this is, I think this is really important for people to know. When you're signing these large deals, it depends on how many, how many years you have to take control that they're purchasing mm -hmm. from you. And then how much that goes into your free agency, uh, uh, your ability to sign another free agency deal after. The weird thing about Ronald's is he they buy out, I believe they bought out two years of free agency for if he continues the way he is, those free two free agency years are extreme. They're like, they're worth $35 million a year right. each, yep. each. That's if he just played it out. And that's 70 of his 100 that he's going to get over the whole thing. So if you extrapolate that, again, he'll be 27 when he's a free, if he was free agent and just playing it out. 27. Look at the other guys who are 27 signed deals. Uh, uh, I'll name them for you. Bryce Harper, Mike Trout. <laughs> All those guys who were 20, 21 came into the league and made it to 27, and then they signed their mega deals later. What they what he did is pushed it to 28, 29, and and so they're getting years that are projected to be extremely mm -hmm. expensive for them for extremely cheap. And that is, and then you throw Ozzy, Ozzy Albie's the same way. It's yep. it's oh, it's God. it's getting getting you. I I totally understand the hey, I just don't want to have to worry about it. I totally get that, but um though like those two guys are they're just in a different like i was never in that i was never gonna have that opportunity i got major league at 24. i just wasn't gonna have it so 
the way that I progress through mine and what I'm going to take is different than the way they're going to take it. Uh, totally. If you get up at 20, man, you, you better get your, your, you know, over a decade deal for, for a 30 AAV because um, especially when you're the type of star that, you know, it's going to be interesting to look at Juan Soto and, 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 and oh, other, other guys. Um, and not to mention, we got like five, what five shortstops that are like 26 each. Yeah. And they're all hitting free agency next year, which gets me to my next topic. Okay. When the Mets traded for Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco, barely an eyebrow raised. Five. Or, holy shit. Just I say was, it. Uh, say it with me. I was, uh, holy shit. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I, uh, I stood up and I went my phone and my wife doesn't eat, like my wife knows who they are, but like, it doesn't really like compute how big of that i walked in and she was working i go let's go i'm just yelling at her she's like what happened i'm like we just got cookie and, and frankie which is having played against them for the last six years like i hated watching them over there and it's great now that they're on the team i think the complete under on the way under the radar part of this is cookie like yeah frankie is that's blockbuster but we got carlos carrasco just just snuck in there like that's mm. that's all he is so solid and he's been solid for so long and he'll make any, you can put him in any, any, uh, any rotation in, in, in the league, all 30 teams and he'll make that, that rotation better. So it's like, we made the rotation better and we got a top three shortstop in the league all in one swoop. Um, and having just signed with the team and I mentioned, I mentioned all this excitement for the Mets coming into this with, with Steve and stuff that was just like, I just said, like I said, I believe, I believe we had signed McCann too who is notoriously yep. one of the hardest working catchers in the league as well. Um, and trust me, I've been here for, I've only been to camp for four days now. The guy's there at 6 a.m. every morning and uh, he has not left. He's him and DeGrom have just been breaking down signs and, and scouting reports and stuff. Every time I walk in the clubhouse, they're talking about it. Uh, and I'm like, hey, come talk to me for a bit. <laughs> Let's break down <laughs> my here. game plan. New guy. Uh, but just, he's so hungry to learn too. So like, you just add all that. And I was just like, Oh my God, this thing's like happening, happening, really happening, so really exciting. You, you probably didn't think of me once. But once again, Carlos Carrasco actually gave me. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, he used to do these little baseballs. So there's, there's yeah. Cookie on the bottom with Clevenger and Tomlin and Kluber and Bauer. This shirt is not that old. Those guys have all moved on. Yeah. And it really, it's, it's the harsh part about being with a small market team. And it is such a kick in the onions because he is. Listen, I just turned 50. He is the best baseball player I've ever seen put on an Indian's uniform. And Jim Tomey is a Hall of Famer. And Kenny Lofton should have been more highly considered for that. And Omar Vizquel is being talked about as one. Albert Bell was a monster. And Manny Ramirez is one of the greatest hitters I've ever seen. This is the best baseball player I've ever seen. Even better by Polo? Well, not a better body. <laughs> not a better body. Hey, no. Martello was felt when he was with Cleveland, though. The guy was a brick house. Did you ever walk past him when he was with the Twins? Oh, yeah. And say, and say when, when's the baby due? No, I did not. He is a legend. I would never do that. But I did say, hi, Mr. Bartolo. And he said, hi, and then walked, walked off. But was I, I watched him prepare for a start, and he's the most athletic, naturally athletic person I've ever seen. Like no one, no one, no one can be, no one can be like that, like at his age. And no, there's no one else. He's the only one like then move like that still and still be able to pitch. Like I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be lucky if I can get into my car when I'm 42. We'll see. Did, did he know your name? 
Yeah, oh yeah. He goes, hey, May. And I had just, I was on Tommy John rehab still. So I wasn't even on the team really. I was just kind of in the clubhouse. So, but it was an honor to be known who I was. That's good. Yeah. Cause yeah, it was good. You know, the word is Ricky Henderson really ne- knew about three guys that he played with over 20 plus years. Yeah. So the fact that Bartolo was on that many teams and actually knew your name. Yeah. You sure he wasn't saying, Hey man, maybe, and I don't just, know. There's a, you know, I prefer to think of it the other way. We'll just go okay. with that. I'll, I'll yeah, with that as my memory. All right, next one. Barely an eye raise or holy shit that Trevor Bauer flirted with you guys and then signed with the Dodgers. Um, I'd give it a three. Uh, maybe the way that it went to, I'm going to be honest, uh, just kind of how, like, I know he, I know about that he wanted to do it on YouTube and I knew it was going to come down to two teams. And I knew the way that he likes to, he was like, just like getting everyone kind of going and like engaging everybody and making sure like mm-hmm. firing it up the very much the I'm going to South beach type thing feel I had that one of those things um, that so like all that stuff didn't really surprise me really um, especially with when we were in the in the running there at the end and I'm like it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he came here like honestly put him in this clubhouse I my I the the possibilities of all the things that are going to happen through this year is just insane to even wrap your head around with just the, all the personalities and all the social media and all the different things and being in New York and the, oh, it's, it was, it was a lot, but it was exciting. Um, and then to go to the Dodgers, I mean, world series, home team. You were pissed. Divisions. You were I pissed mean, a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little bit. And who wouldn't want the, the Cyan from last year to come to the team where he, of uh, the guy he just edged out for the Cyan right. and have them both uh, as a reliever. I would love to just walk into the clubhouse three out of the three out of the three or maybe even four of the five days a week and just say, Hey guys, the bullpen's closed. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck in your nine innings. Uh, uh, you know, Sergio Rome would always say that he goes, my goal is to pitch as little as possible through the year, because that means we're doing it. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, it's great. Call. That's a good point. That's a really good point. We should never but- need us. And then we're, we're in a good spot. Is this a fair question? Did you do any research while Bauer was flirting with you guys? Did you make any calls to find out what type of guy he is? I've spoken to Trevor a lot because he's got so many off the field uh, things that he's pursuing from the media company momentum to um, um, some others, other analytics based stuff. And I picked his brain about an edgertronic too. I, I bought a slow motion camera myself and pitch design. Um, we've had, we had a couple conversations. He actually had momentum. Momentum came and did something on me in 2019 too. At my just about the streaming and what I do before the games mm-hmm. and stuff. A little day in the day in the life too. So I've met his partners there too. Good dudes. Um, I really like his. I like how he's just. I'm a huge proponent of access. Like I said at the beginning of the mm-hmm. show, and he's though he does it in a different way than I would do it, um, or that I do it. Uh, his passion is baseball. So like. He, he goes home and then he figures out how to create content around being a baseball player. And mine might be a little bit di- different in terms of my other hobbies because they're not necessarily directly related to baseball, but the entire premise stands. So, um, yeah, of course, he's he's a he's a definitely an ally in that mindset in, the, in this game. And a lot of guys are are, are following in the footsteps that are young. I, I just I discovered a bunch of guys through momentum that are like 22, 23, 24 that were drafted in the last two or three years who who knew immediately that they should have a YouTube channel. They should be doing this stuff, even if they're in low A, even if they're in, in just in rookie ball and they started early. And that is becoming kind of the standard uh, more and yep. more that if you're interested in it, here's the way you do it. Um, and he is he's. He's kind of he's broken a lot of ground in that area. So yeah, I have I have talked to him a bit, and 
in my subtle way, I've been like, oh, by the way, a lot of things happening in New York. I hit him with one of those, right? Um, and I've hit, I hit Odo with that. And um, I texted Rich, but he never texted me back. Like, hey, I'd love to have you back uh, as a teammate. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, I'm a little more chill when it comes to like being completely straight, straightforward when it comes to like, Hey, come here, come be with us and let's do this thing. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm more like, Hey, think about all the fun we'll have. Right. But you also, you're all over social media. Yep. Would you, would you make of the whole Syndergaard Bauer thing? They just, they both took, to, I just, it's not, I just talked to our PR guy about it. I'm like, it's just not something that I'm, I'm, I, I do, I, or I, I participate in. It's just not something um, that I, I, I just, it's not the way I, I approach things. Um, but yeah, it was, there was a dig made and then there was a dig made the other way. And then they just started digging back and forth. <laughs> and uh, you know, it, do you it, dig it though? I mean, people love it. Right. Uh, and, and if they want to do it, they can do it. It's totally their prerogative to do it. But if, if I get in a situation like that, if I get where I say something that I don't anticipate being taken the way it is, and then it is, I'll probably shut it down a lot faster mm-hmm. because I'm just a little bit less. I just don't like conflict very much. I know I most it. people don't, but I shut it down much faster than most people. I'm just, I'm just mm-hmm. not, a, I'm not a super abrasive guy. I'm with you. All right. One more quick thing. Uh, barely an eyebrow raise or holy shit. Syndergaard throwing his bullpen with a shirt off. Uh, not even remotely surprised. Um, it's hot in Florida. And if I look like that, I would too. Um, you should, the, the guy's an animal. I've been here for four days and I'm just like, you own this weight room. This is, we're, why are we, how are we even allowed in here? You're using everything at the same time. It's, he's, he's crazy. Uh, and I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he moves as well as he does and as strong as he is and, and doesn't break down because I just know that I'm just the other way. I'm just so. I'm just so like I need to rest or I'll be worthless. <laughs> is he so, a big is he a big stare in the mirror guy though? Is he that guy? No, not really. No, oh, he's man. he's he's like he's knows the grindstone like exercise to exercise to exercise to I don't even see him like take a breath. Uh it's impressive. It's impressive. I it's you impressive know what the Mets day. one day in July, they should just make him pitch without a shirt on. Yeah. Go Shouldn't for it. It, I mean forget about the bobblehead promotion. No hat. And just like right. throwing some headphones too, like like in hardball. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just why not? I think we're, we're trying to sell the game. I'm sure there's a lot of people that would enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, can we get on to our GameStop? Let's do it. Uh, our streaming. So, give me a typical day during. I, I want to hear about this. I guess during the season for okay. Trevor May. Are, are you streaming a lot? Are you playing? Uh, I stream. I stream a good amount. Um, and, and the nice thing is that my hours ability to play video games from like 9am to about 1pm, depending on how far I need to drive to the field and what we're doing that day. Um, over the last few years, the, the, the time to get to the field has gotten a little bit later and later and later. And they just want you to like, go do your own thing a little bit longer. So I've had more opportunities to do it, but from about nine to one, I, I hop in and play games with the people that I play games with in the off season. So I maintain those relationships. I have a lot of fun. Um, and we, we stream for three, three and a half, four hours. And, and, uh, like I'd either be streaming it or I'd just be doing it anyways. Like most guys are just home mm-hmm. playing video games in the morning and, and until they have to go to the field. And, uh, and then after the games, I'm, I'm 100% husband and, and cat mm. dad right now where we're oh, watching yeah. a show and, and hanging out together. Um, nights, okay. 
we've in order to get both do both of these things we've set some pretty strict rules there but in the mornings i'm streaming three or four times a week when we're on at home and on the road if we have a good hotel so like in the al central i knew all the hotels by the back of my hand marriott in cleveland awful there's no way i'm getting anything done uh uh, uh intercontinental in, in in kansas city awful there's no way i'm getting anything done chicago though we had two different hotels one was good one was bad uh the weston no bueno uh but the, the other one great so if we were at the other one I, i'm pumped up uh, who else was in our division with kansas city uh, uh detroit detroit oh, the, yeah uh, on birmingham that had a great hotel oh there. that's a great one yeah it's a great hotel and so uh i was like detroit we'd constantly go there for four game series i'm like i could stream so i could stream you know every day in the morning especially on the road because there's really nothing to do like there's really nowhere to go or nothing to do so i'll i'll get up and go and the bus will be at like two and i'll play for four hours and, and try to stream and see people and um go from there but i'd say on average i'd say if i had to average over the season i'm probably like twice a week um with as you know we're gonna be doing this show now and we're gonna be do i do another yeah. podcast so i have a lot of other stuff going on too um, that's kind of eaten into the live streaming but uh stuff streaming adjacent stuff too um is, is a lot streaming more hours. so who who else in the major leagues i mean i know snell's all over it i know G lucas giolito who's a member of the chris rose rotation has gotten big into it as well like if we were to rank our top few baseball players as far as streamers in terms of, of stream built built streams, like uh, I would put myself at the very top and I will, I have no problem doing that. I've been doing this for a long time and I'm proud of that um, building that brand. But in terms of like at good at games, I think me and Blake yeah. are pretty close. Uh, um, there's some other guys who are just better. Like I know Jeff McNeil streams every once in a while. Uh, uh, um, geo streams off and on i don't know if he does a lot during the season i know he does more in the off season bryce harper's played a, a quite a bit this off season um, like have you ever played against harper i've never played against harper we he he does a lot like the, the the hours never really line up a lot of guys stream in the evening right they they do all their stuff in the morning and then they go stream in the evening i stream in the morning and then go in the or go do all my stuff in the afternoon and evening so uh we never overlap on when we're playing i just I don't know why, <laughs> but no one, no one seems to play at the same time as me. Uh, but during so the season, why, well, wait a second. Well, wait, why don't we throw down the gauntlet right here? I mean, can't we set this up? You guys are now division rivals. You know, you're only less than 150 miles away from one another. Yeah. You, know, you guys are going to be playing each other 19 times a year. Hell, you don't even have to be in the same time zone. Can't we set a time on this show and get this to Harper and say, possibly let's, we would have to figure out what game we'd play too. He plays Fortnite all the time. I haven't played Fortnite in a year. Um, Call of Duty is a big one. Most guys play Call of Duty. Literally everyone in this clubhouse plays Call of Duty. Everyone. And it's just like, it's a game that I'm just like, ah, it's not that good. I just don't like it very much. I don't know why. Um, so that's a lot of things. Everyone's like, wait, why don't you play that game with this person? I'm just like, I don't play that game. That's a big issue. Um, but isn't it like riding a bike? It is a little bit like riding a bike. I could, I could, I could, I could, I could get going a little bit. Uh, I played a lot with uh, Brett Phillips as a guy. <sighs> Unfortunately, though, if we do something funny and he gets laughing, he like he sets the controller down and can't move. And we told him <laughs> he's not allowed to laugh when we're playing because he's worthless. And uh, he just locks up cockroaches. Um, and that was a big issue, too. Um, I, I don't even know what he's been playing lately. So uh, Jake Diekman's been streaming a little bit. Uh, oh, nice. Doing some stuff. So a lot of guys have come around. Uh, but like I said, a lot of the young dude like, I'll say give it three years and there will be a bunch of like the new 
21 year olds that'll be have huge followings going in uh there's a guy actually it's not baseball but lando norris one of the youngest uh formula one he's the youngest formula one uh driver ever from the uk wow he's 21 now and he's like i think he won the whole thing last year he's like he's a phenom uh he's got a huge streaming following uh and has built that it's really impressive how he's built it adjacent to to his to his his uh professional career as a driver uh and like he's he's a big streamer like bigger than guys who do it that are like have been working their whole lives on it he's he's got a bigger brand in, in gaming almost wow. than he does in, in driving which is incredible all right so what is the best thing that has come out of your gaming experience oh what's the coolest uh, thing that's happened some of the coolest things uh i've gotten to play video games with some of my favorite music artists uh Ooh. all uh i'm a, i'm i'm really into like house electronic music i was a dj before streaming i produced yeah. electronic music some of the guys i loved watching dylan francis and dead mouse uh i was in a, a Fortnite game both times and for whatever reason we had a spot open and they just brought them in i didn't even know one time uh uh dead mouse's name was joel like his character name and they're like joel you want to come play just sure and he just came in and was played for a couple of games with us and i was like is that is that, is that dead mouse and i went look he's streaming for like fifty thousand people just playing fortnite with us with ninja and i was like I'm playing I'm playing Fortnite with Dead Mouse right now and he's a you know worldwide everyone knows who Dead Mouse is everybody. So that was crazy and then Dylan Francis was another one who I've I've fortunately been able to play a lot of games with played different games with and 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 hung out with him at a couple of his shows since then but I fanboyed big big because Dylan's been my brother is used to live in New York City when he was younger and Dylan was like 20 he's 33 now but when he was like 21 he was like kind of coming up in the in the scene he and my brother like met him at like an underground show in new york i was just telling me like dude this dylan francis guy he's amazing and that's when i started listening to his stuff 10 years later i'm playing fortnite with him and he's and he's this big you know big dj uh guy or a big dj that's like world world known now and and uh i still love his music and some of the best friends that i've met in streaming too i met them at a dylan francis concert and before i knew wow. him too. so all these connections to Dylan. And then we finally got to play and he's just a hilarious guy. Uh, and so those were my two big, like where I went like silent. Like I couldn't, I couldn't talk. I was just like, I don't want to ruin this. I don't know why. I don't know how I'm going to ruin it, but it's just, it was super cool. I, I was, it was, those were the big fanboy moments. That's awesome. All right. You're going to have to come like with, with your gamer tip of the week every time you're on or something. Ooh, I got lots of gamer tips. Uh, tons Give of us a quick one. Give us a cliff notes one. Ooh. Uh, uh, okay. Cliff notes one. Gamer tip of the week. If you, here's, there's a competi competition between people who use their mouse and their keyboard to play games and the controller to play games in order to get better at one or the other. So if you are switching from controller to PC and you want to learn, use an aim training game first. There's a game called Aim Lab. Try it, play it, teaches you how to aim with a mouse and you'll get better so much faster. It teaches you all about the settings and like because you can change your sensitivities and there's all these like little things teaches you all about it. You learn it all right away and then then you can get in your games faster because then you'll if not, you'll just pop into games. You won't know what you're doing and you'll be creating bad habits. So if you want to learn to aim on a mouse and keyboard, do an aim trainer. Do it. That's my gaming tip. All right. As promised earlier, I gave you a little homework assignment. 
before mm-hmm. your first show. And that was to come up with a guest list. And these could be pie in the sky sort of feel to it. Because we're going to try and make stuff happen here on the Chris yeah. Rose rotation. Yeah. So give me your list and why you want to try and have them on the show. Let's go for it. So a bunch of these guys are um, our ex-players because they're like my favorite players of all time that I assumed things about how they approach hitting and pitching. And I want to see if those things were real. <laughs> so uh, like having a guy like Randy Johnson, he is my favorite pitcher of all time, Mariner, or Edgar Martinez, my favorite player overall ever to talk about hitting. Listening to Randy talk about pitching or Edgar and picking their brain about those two things would be amazing. Current players that I think would just have a blast, both talking about ball, but also just stories-wise, Rich Hill. Rich Hill needs to be on the show. He needs to host his own podcast. He's one of the most genuinely nice people ever, but he's yes. hilarious. Um, and uh, there's a reason it says mountain on the back of his jersey on, on Players Weekend because he's, he's one of those hilarious guys. Um, not, or uh, Another ex-player who I played with, Tori Hunter. I would love oh, yeah. to talk to Tori. Tori is a game changer in the clubhouse, but the things he's doing now, um, just like learning how to move on from baseball and like be an entrepreneur, he's, uh, he's doing it just as good or better than anybody else. And so every time I see him, he tells me about all the things he has going and all, and he wants to hear about all the stuff I've going uh, in that same vein, Corey Kosky, ex twin, same thing. Mm, um, those two one. guys would be really interesting to like get business acumen from just as ex players or, or how they went about it when they were playing. And then uh, a non-baseball player, uh, non-sports related, but I think that he would vibe in a big way. And he's he is a native, well, he's native New Jerseyan, but he's he's New York City. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk is a guy who I followed for seven years, marketing guru, huge entrepreneur, early investor in a bunch of very large tech companies, uh, I believe Uber and Facebook or Twitter, uh, Facebook or Twitter, one of those, um, one of the big ones. And uh, he basically mindset wise, everything I do off the field has, has been kind of driven by consuming his content. And a lot of what I say about being really bought in on creating content and being a player that, that does mm-hmm. things like this uh, is his whole, his whole thing. And he, he's, he's a New Yorker and he's a huge sports fan. He wants to buy the Jets. That's like his big, that's like his, his macro life goal mm. is to make enough money to buy the jets and then win a super bowl with them um and he collects sports cars like he's just he, he's just a he's just he's a, a dude guy a, yeah you get him in front of a mic he'll just vibe with you and have a good time so i i get this like how old are you you're 31 31 okay so i mean you were you were probably a little young for the mariners 95 run the right? 01 that oh one year was oh one was so, so okay. they were gone. Uh, I think everyone but A Rod was gone. Yes, that might have yeah, been the Griffey first year A Rod was gone. Actually, no, uh, A Rod was still no, there. He was, he was still there. Is when yeah. he signed the big deal with with. So it was yep. year before he was a free agent. Uh, but Griffey was in Cincinnati, and and uh, Randy was with Arizona. And so, or uh, was Randy on the team in oh one? No, no, he he won it all with Arizona that year. He yeah, he won it all with Arizona. MVPs. So the year they won one sixteen, um, Jeff Nelson, Dan Wilson, John Allrude, all those guys, uh, Edgar was still there. Um, yeah, so that that was that was the big influence on me. But I remember being like six and watching the playoff games in in ninety five, um, and Griffey obviously is like 
if you're from the Northwest and the kid isn't one of your favorite players, you're just, you, you don't like baseball. That's uh, that's all that that's all it is. He was, he is, he is the, the face of the Mariners, even if he wasn't there his whole career. Did you, um, when was the first time you met him? I met him in 2019. Um, I don't think he fully, and I, I don't see why he would, but I don't think he fully understood like how excited I was. He gets all the time, King of Junior. But um, uh, he did, like he didn't know. He I kind of get him in passing. He was like leaving. He was oh yeah, nice nice to meet you. I'm like I'm like hey, man, grew up a big fan, uh, as everyone did. But like I'm from uh, an hour from here. Like you're you, this is this is the real. I pitched in Safeco. I played my uh, high school state championship game in Safeco Field. Oh nice. Um, uh, so I've had all the like I'm here experiences, but that was like the last one. I think that was like the keystone that went in the arch. Right, is meeting King Griffey Junior. And, and so that was like the, I know, the, the, the character arc of my fandom kind of coming to fruition. So it was really, really cool. He ran kind of ran out of there because he was like, oh, everyone's stopping me. Uh, but uh, it still was, I think Tori, the thing was, Tori was there um, with us. He's a special assistant. Oh, okay. So Tori asked him to come down and he was just visiting. So I, without that, I wouldn't have, able to, wouldn't have been able to meet him. So yeah, it was cool. I'll, I'll re- always remember that, even though I doubt he even knew that he met me. <laughs> Dude, I think, see, to me, that's the best part is that, you know, we forget you guys are big stars, you're major leaguers. You revert back to being seven years old when you meet Ken Griffey Jr. Absolutely. I think that's the coolest part of it. I did in a big way. And I haven't met Edgar yet. I miss Edgar a lot. Oh, my God. Um, But Edgar, Edgar is my family's favorite player, like all of us, Uh, him and. I was more than fortunate to actually have a conversation with Jamie Moyer. Jamie Moyer was the other one. My mom loved Jamie. Uh, and and then and Eddie Gordado, who was my bullpen coach for a couple of years, too. Uh, so, like, those were all, like, kind of our family favorites over the years uh, uh, of Mariners. And I got to meet them all. And, and uh, I think Edgar's the last one, the last one in the group. Well, and, and uh, Randy. But I haven't been – I've been close to Edgar several times, just had no opportunity to, like – he was like either on, on the dude. other side of the cage or Come some, on, some weird. Yeah, I got to do it. Side of the cage, yes. I got to do it. Suck it up. I don't know. It's, I'm just like I said, man. I'm. It was kind of like I'm shy. It doesn't seem like I'm shy. Kind of shy. Meet new people. Come out of your shell. This is this is part of the therapy of the Chris Rose rotation. Is right. yeah, we'll we'll make it happen. All right. Just, well, who cares? Listen, I worked for ten years with a guy who will do anything. Kevin <laughs> Millar would go up to people he didn't even know, but they owned a private jet, and he was like, "Can I bum a ride?" I mean, come on. If you have balls to do that, you can walk across the field to go shake hands with Edgar Martinez. Point. Very good point. I'm not Kevin Millar, though, guys. I am not Kevin Millar. That, that is true because you actually have used syllable uh, words with more than, like, two syllables. Yeah. So, you, you know, yeah, he's stuck on He's stuff. got better teeth, though. That's for sure. But he All paid right, for those. Got? Yes, he did. He paid yes, for he did. All right. This is the wheel of... Um, Moderately interesting things. So I've got five categories. I've got 10 spaces. So if you're not a math major at home, that means there's two. Two of each. Two of each, okay? Rule of five. So ready? All right. This is the first time I used that. And by the way, it's cheap. I spent like $18 on it. And I'm going to expense it to the company. Okay. So John Boy Media, you know, expect the expense. Here we go. First time ever using the wheel of moderately interesting things. Oh, popped his cherry. Okay. First of all, do you have any idea what no that category idea. might be? What that could possibly like mean? 
I, I'm terrified to guess. <laughs> you can just tell me. I need the name of the first major leaguer you ever met. First major leaguer I ever met. Ben Davis was the first major leaguer I ever met. Oh, nice. Former he catcher. Courting my sister at the time. <laughs> and that's how I met Ben Davis. And I didn't know that's what was happening, but that is what's happening. Yes, Ben, ben was a catcher. I believe he was catcher for San Diego at the time, and then he played for the Mariners. So it was like that transition period. Yep. My sister lived in Seattle. Uh, I need a little bit more, please. I, it was it was like, hey, you want to meet my kid brother? He plays baseball. And like, that's kind of, we didn't play catch or anything, but he's like, I'm a catcher, you're a pitcher. And I was like, I don't know, 12 or maybe 13 or 14. And he's like, how hard do you throw? I, it, was, it was a very, I'm thinking back on it. It was a very awkward engagement because he's like, I'm not even dating your sister. I'm already meeting your little brother. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> And I just, I, I was like, oh, Aaron knows a, Aaron knows a baseball player. I, now I'm an adult. I'm like, I think that, I think he was, there was, there was more happening there. <laughs> I, I don't know though. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's funny to think back. I actually just thought about that like six months ago. I was like, let's look at how long did Ben play for? Like, I didn't even look up his stats ever until that point. And he played for, for a good amount of time, he played for like eight years. Yeah. Yeah. It, I wonder at what age did you sit down and realize, oh my God, I can't believe this was actually happening. Yeah, I, I it was recent. <laughs> it was, I completely <laughs> forgot about it because I was young. I was, I was, I was, I was, I might, it had to be like 11 or 11 or 12. This was like, yeah, this was like two. So your sister's significantly three, older than you. Yeah, my sister's 10 years older than me. Yeah. So, yeah, it had to be, had to, she was in her early mid, maybe just out of college. And needless to say, she is not Mrs. Ben Davis. She is not Mrs. Ben Davis. She is. She married an Englishman. So now I'm a I'm randomly a Sheffield Blades fan, and they are awful. If you were wondering, they are <laughs> really bad. They are getting regulated this year, 100. <laughs> How uncomfortable have the last two and a half minutes been? Yeah, pretty uncomfortable. Let's are we spinning it again? Let's get another spin in. <laughs> no, that's it. All we right. only get one per. All like, right, one per. The next time we bring on a guest, let's say if Randy Johnson is on. What would Randy Johnson think of the wheel of moderately interesting things? I, I have no idea how he's going to react, but I think he would do it. I mean, if you're, if you're agreeing to go on this show, you better expect, yeah. you know, that's good. there to be some sort of spun wheel. That's a, that's a great point. Um, before we wrap things up, and, and once again, we want to thank everybody for listening to the debut edition of the Chris Rose rotation. So make sure you, you hit the button that, that you know, makes it makes you like Yeah. So you're following us and, and give us a, give us a rating. That's the big deal. Subscribe and rate, please. Thumbs up only Subscribe on YouTube. And yeah, you've done this before. Yes. I haven't. I mean, I'm oh, I know all about television asking people for engagement. Please engage with the podcast and show as much as humanly possible guys. Thank you. So before we say goodbye, this is the part of the show don't come back next time unless so it is essentially a homework assignment all right and i want to i want to thank my wife michelle rose who in a previous life was an elementary school teacher for the fantastic writing so you ready to see your homework assignment yes we're going old school we put it on the board i need 
pictures of the best and worst tattoos of your new teammates on the New York Mets. Oh, we got a lot of them too. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get Stro to like just like model for a bit because that guy's got <laughs> his whole. They got they're everywhere. I, I I haven't even seen them all, but yeah, we got we got some choices. We got a lot of full arm sleeves. Uh, so yeah. So do you think all, that you can you can pull this off with? That's an easy homework because you should. Yeah, I already got one. some guys. I already got some guys that that they're gonna have some good options uh, that I, I feel yeah. like I'm already comfortable with. I could ask them tomorrow uh, to get some pictures. Other guys might have to work it in, but yeah, we'll see what we can do. That's a that's a good one. That's clever. I like that. Yeah, and you you might have to get some accompanying video explaining. Like, there's always the one where I can't believe I got that. Like our oldest son, I think you know he's he's only 20, but I think he's got six or seven already, and he already regrets one. And he only he, got it. He doesn't have rows year. in the middle of his back, does he? Is there a problem with that? No. He doesn't have that, does he? I will tell you this. The first one, we only gave him we gave him two rules about tattoos because I'm not against them at all. I don't have mm-hmm. any. My wife doesn't have any. I'm all for it. But when you're 18 years old, you don't think like when you're 30, right? Yeah. It's, I just said two things. One, we're not paying for it. So if you get your own money, you're an adult, go for it. But two, just talk to your aunt, Michelle's sister, Denise. She got one when she was 20 and she hates it. She's in her forties now. So I said, just talk to her about it and the decision and all that sort of stuff. So two days after he graduated high school, all his boys roll over. I'm like, where are you guys going? And nobody said a word. And I was like, what's going on here? Where are you going? And one of them says, well, we want to all see Josh get his first tattoo. I was like, Josh, did you talk to your aunt? No. I was like, God damn it. I asked you for two things. Talk yeah. to your aunt and you could pay for it. You know, he got all this graduation money. So he wanted to go blow yeah. some of it on this. So he didn't. So I actually called Millar, who's got, a, you know, a bunch of tattoos. And I gave him the phone. He goes, I want to talk to Kevin. I said, Kevin, talk to him. And so he talked to him. And then he goes, well, Josh, what are you going to get? He goes, well, I'm going to get, you know, my parents, they're hard on me, but they mean so much to me. So I'm going to get their initials and a rose on my bicep. And I was like, here, I'll pay for it here. Inside or outside? Inside? Yeah. And he's, he's a, he's six, five, but he's one sixty five. He's a rail. So he's got no, no biceps whatsoever. He's got room to grow. He's got room. Well, I mean, your arm's like six, seven, one sixty five. And I got throws a hundred. So, you know, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. So there's your uh, there's your homework assignment, Trevor May, for the Alrighty. next time we talk to you. I can do it. Um, hope you had as much fun as I did, man. It was great oh getting to hang I, out here for an hour. I can't wait to do it again. I, I can't wait to see if we can get some some what we can do for for additional guests and things. I, I would love to just. I'm excited. I'm just really excited. This was a lot of fun. I am. I am too. That's the key. the The guest thing. It's going to be guys that you you know might be teammates with now past teammates but guys you've just competed against for years you might not know each other i think that's going to be the fun part yeah yeah i i did a couple things with the i was fortunate that mlb radio took me on and i did a couple things we did a show last year during quarantine about tommy john i got to meet uh uh tyon and 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 uh um oh my god i'm blinking who closed the world series in 19 uh in 2019 uh Holy smokes! Why am I blanking? I'm blanking too, and I feel horrible. But, uh, he was there too. <laughs> <laughs> He's still there. He's still on the Washington Nationals. He's in my division. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, number forty-four. 
even yeah. though his number. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. You know, this is what happens when you sit on the bench and don't talk baseball for two months. Exactly. All of a sudden, you sound I, like a moron. You blame. You know? Um, but, yeah, I, I got to meet them through that, too. And that was that was really cool because we all had, we all had the same experience. And and so I love that. I love that. I'm, I'm excited to, to keep going. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll get smarter by next time. But um, good luck with the streaming. Stay healthy Thank during you. the spring. Remember, we're just working on a few things. If you yeah. give up a home run, that's the line to the media. We're just working yeah. on stuff. We're just working okay. on stuff. I, just, I threw only change-ups to guys, to guys today, guys. What do you mean? I was throwing 85 the whole time. <laughs> what do you expect? No, it'll be, and it'll I, be good. It's so funny how many times people have brought up the media. Like, just, they, they, they like, just casually mentioned, I know the media is the worst, uh, but I'm like, I mean, they've been... I understand that I'm just going to be like, so why'd you, they're going to be like, so why'd you decide to do that stupid thing today? I'd be like, no, cause that's kind of pit when pitching, you come up with decisions for this reason. But fortunately um, some people, you know, are on their couch and some people are playing the game. So uh, don't do that. Don't do that. That's how you get, you only hit fans with that, media. not medium. No, I'm, I'm right. I, lo- I, lo- I love the, I love the, I love these guys. The media so far has been, has been great. I think they just like, they just like it when you, when you give them something. That's true. They don't like That's you when true. you don't give them something. Just give them something. Give them something to write about. Just respect they have a job, and it's you're usually fine. I, I understand there's going to be a, a hundred of them. There's no way to do that for everybody, but mm-hmm. you know you just got to do your best, and it'll all work out. I mean, people have survived. Well, that's what we tried to do today. So it's episode one. Let's keep that in mind. We will push through. Trevor May was excellent. Chris Rose was below average, but that's all you can get out of me. So don't forget to hit the subscribe, leave a comment, you know, and that's how, that's how we roll. Trevor May, I'll see you in a few weeks here on the Chris Rose rotation. Sounds good. Good We'll see you then.